Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Friday Faceoff here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, where we preview Hershey Bears hockey, go around the American Hockey League, and find any other tidbits of the hockey world that I find interesting. It's time to grab some chocolate, lace up those skates, and grab your hockey bag. Maybe we'll stop at a Tim Hortons along the way. This is the Friday Faceoff on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is the Friday face-off, and congratulations, hockey player. You made it to Friday. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the podcast, everyone. As you'll notice, that things sound a little bit clearer and a little bit better. I am using a new microphone, the original silver blue Yeti microphone that I had been using, well... Just couldn't go the distance anymore. I mean, I'm sure everybody liked the reduced audio and the levels. Sounded really, really good with it, at least on a lower level. But what a lot of you didn't know or didn't really hear was that the Yetes uh, had a reduction in quality, at least on that, at least on the microphone, because of just, it was getting old. You know, that microphone was around when I first started broadcast podcasting around three years ago. Just don't mind me here. Just keep everyone keep talking amongst yourselves. I mean, I'd had that, that microphone for about three years. So it's done a lot of interviews. It's done a lot of stuff. But, hey, you got to upgrade your equipment. So, as usual, everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is a Friday face-off. And, boy... We are really hitting the halfway point of the hockey season as the Hockey Hotbed podcast released their tiers this past week. So, and everyone is doing their halfway point stuff. So, I guess, according to the hockey media, we're at the halfway point, aren't aren't we? But we've still got Hershey Bears hockey to talk about as we had midweek hockey this past week as the Bears took on their rivals up 81, who have slowly getting a little bit better. Anthony Angelo is back with them. Yossi Rokola is with them. They're getting some reinforcements. Damn it, they're actually winning games now. I mean, which is fine when it's not against us. And last time we played, Wilkes-Barre was up in Mohegan Sun Arena, losing to them in the arena in the shadow of a mountain uh, the previous Sunday. The checks notes. Don't have time to check notes. Let's just go with it. This is the last road game that we played. On a bit of an odd note, ladies and gentlemen, the Bears have only had two road games this 
month. One up in Syracuse, one in Wilkes-Barre, and we've lost both of them. Just saying. We've got one more uh, road trip on Sunday, but we will cover that in a little bit. But we played Wilkes-Barre on a Wednesday, Tuesday night. What is this, the NHL? <laughs> We're playing Tuesday night hockey. I'm sure there'll be a healthy smattering of Bears fans because it's a cheap excuse to go out on a Tuesday night. Because as we all know, Tuesday nights mean hockey. Yay. Not really. Nowhere close to the 10,008 that was only over a week ago. And a far cry from the nine grand that showed up for the Hershey Park past night. A, it, it was basically pick your seat night. It, it was that bad. But Wilkes-Barre playing their fourth in five due to scheduling makeups with the Cleveland Monsters. So here's a chance for the boys to maybe get on track a little bit. Maybe get some revenge against Wilkes-Barre a little bit. You know, for that road loss and assert their dominance over little brother. But Wilkes-Barre comes out flying at the beginning of the game, beating Bears to pucks and just throwing pucks on Copley. The shots are really racking up for Wilkes-Barre here in the beginning part of the game. It's freaking annoying. And Wilkes-Barre gets a power play and gets wins the faceoff, throws it back up to Rokola at the point, back down to the near point, up to Rokola, Rister scores! Yossi Rokola with a top corner blue line Rister. Worst power play in the AHL, eh? Worst freaking power play in the Lance, and we give one up to these, uh, you know what. So it is one nothing Wilkes-Barre. All right, fine, fine, fine. It's okay. We got this. We'll be fine. So Wilkes-Barre just keeps really pressing on in the first period. I mean, the shots are like 10-2 midway through the first, and it's... I'm like, guys, let's get this going. Come on. Let's pick it up. Pick it up. Come on. It's only Tuesday. I mean, it, it I mean, come on. It, it's, it's Wilkes-Barre. We got these guys. I mean, the Bears try to get their game going a little bit, but it's just a really rough first period for the boys, just getting pushed off pucks and beaten around. And here comes Wilkes-Barre in on a two-on-one led by Legere. Rister to Copley, and oh, it goes in. It just hits the pads on and just five hole right into the net. And that makes it 2 nothing Wilkes-Barre. And I was asking my boys, does Copley want that one back? Is that one he should have had? Not really. I mean, it, it's a really nice snipe. It was just, and bam, hit the pads, did the right thing in the net, 2 nothing. Bears get some shots back at the second, and, the sh and it turns out the shots are 13-9 Wilkes-Barre at the end of one. Oh, no. Is Wilkes-Barre finally gaining confidence against us? I'd walk around Giant Center near the Wilkes-Barre bench and go, Is that the pungent smell of self-esteem? Anyway, no, no we, we, can't, we can't lose to these guys. I mean, the majority of our wins this season have come against them. <laughs> so into the second, we decide to up the physical game. I mean, our our fourth line was not pretty. It was Renshaw, Vela, 
and I and Rimshaw, Vela, and I forget who else. Was it Domowski? I think it was Domowski. And you look at that, and that's just a lot of oofta. That is an ECHL line if I had ever heard of it. Now, nothing against Vela. Nothing against uh, Rimshaw, who earned a remainder of the season contract with the Bears just earlier that day. So good for him. And, you know, Vela, nice guy. Never heard of him before he signed him, but nice guy. So Rimshaw. So Rimshaw is earning that contract, just shoves a guy up into the boards, they drop the gloves, and go freaking at it. Just throwing them in fists, hands, fists, throwing, and I'm punching them, and I'm punching them, and I'm punching them. And I says, what do you mean I didn't give you the right change? And I'm a punching them, and I'm a hitting them, and bam, and uh, referee steps in. All right, break it up, break it up, you two. Break it up, five minutes, five minutes, away you go. Nice scrap between these two. And we are off and running. The Bears are picking it up in the second. We're starting to get our speed game going. We're starting to get the legs, hands, hands, and feet going into the zone. In comes Pilon. Shot knocked into the corner by, by Diorio, who's just standing. has no idea what the pocket is. Pilon, wraparound, scores! Garrett Pilon, wraparound it. Diorio had no idea where the puck was. And in the words of the great... Great Mike, Mike Lang, he doesn't know whether to cry or to wind his watch. <sighs> Miss that old man. 2-1 <clears throat> Wilkes-Barre, but the Bears are back in it. Well done, lads. And just more and more out of these guys, you, you, you feel the confidence growing. Like, we can take these guys. We got this. And a real good possession in, a few minutes later where the Bears keep the puck in the zone or skating around. Getting guys back out. Wilkes-Barre's Barry's tired. Rimshaw takes the puck up out of the blue line. Just gets tripped off the puck. That's a penalty. Arm goes up. Bears still have possession. To Mickelrath in the slot. Who left him open? Rister. Knocked down. Scramble in front. Rimshaw hits at it. And Vela tucks it into the net. Vela has tied the game. Out of the net. Mouth scramble. To quote Uncle Doc. And it's tied at two. Yes. Dirty. Gritty, filthy, grimy goal. Marcus Vela, how do you do? Well done. You know, Hershey kind of has a thing for uh, bottom six grinding players. Just ask Stu Bickle, um, Scott Barney, uh, Garrett Mitchell, Dane Byers. Bears seem to like those gritty bottom six guys. I'm just saying. So we are tied at two points apiece. Love it. This is what I've been, we've been wanting to see out of these guys for the entire game. And you can tell Wilkes-Barre is off their, their game. They, don't, they, like, they thought they had this. They don't know what to do. So, later on in the second, the Bears get the puck out of the zone. Vela just chips it up and ahead. Brown goes in, goes in while a bit of a line change is happening. You know, does a stick lift on the on the defenseman, just works around him, throws one on Diorio. Oh my goodness, it's in! Beats him short corner. What's what the hell was Diorio doing? He just missed that, and it's a corner snipe that beats him. And oh my goodness, the Bears are in the lead. Christopher Brown, 3-2. Wow. I mean, Wilkesbury got caught flat on that one. It was just all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna 
nudge the puck. We're just going to fight him off. There's no way he'll get around us, and we'll just knock it into the corner while we get a line change. Oh, crap, he's got the puck. Ah, there's no way he'll score. And he scored. And I'm telling you, if this had happened in reverse, I'd be so pissed. Because, again, at the defenseman, who got beat, kind of, and also at the goaltender. Diorio got caught napping, and it cost him the lead 3-2. So we go into the third. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this, just a little bit, because, yes, we're playing well. It's 3-2, but it's Wilkes-Barre. I've seen this movie before. We get we get an interference call. Oh, great. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is the phantom penalty where it's all going to wind apart. Wilkes-Barre tries to get in the zone. Snively breaks up a neutral zone pass, and he's off in on a breakaway. Snively in, looking, shoots, scores! Joe Snively, short-handed, beats Diorio five-hole. And I love it when a forward does this. He just skates in, looks at the goaltender, and you can see the fear in the goaltender's eyes. Where Snively goes, I'm going to put this puck, puck by you, and you can't stop me. Bam. Beats Diorio. 4-2. Shorthanded. Mwah. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then, as the narrator says, things turned ugly. A dump into the corner as Eddie Whitko goes in to retrieve it. And in comes Jonathan Gordon, and bam! Nails him right into the boards. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Arm up. That's a five. And everybody, it's a brouhaha at this point. Everybody's grabbing people. Eddie popped up from it, looks over like Sunquist. Did you hit? Who's pulling him off the pile? Wait, did you hit me? We gotta go, bam, wham, and Eddie just teeing off. It's the Incredible Hulk. Eddie smash, Eddie punch, Falcon punch, Eddie smash, bam, bam, bam. Oh my God, Oscar Sunquist. Sunquist tries to get up. Get me away from this guy. And he jumps on him. Oh, no, you don't. Bam. Tackles him to the ground. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. In comes Rimshaw. He's throwing. Kale Kessie has no Fs to give and just starts teeing off on Gruden. And this, oh, my God, it's a line brawl. Everybody grabs a dance partner. Copley looks over at Diorio and is like, hey, bro. Hey, you want to? No? All right. We're good. We're good. Although Copley will throw hands when needed. And Copley just is just standing there. He looks up, like I said, looking over at Diorio, but it's like, whatever. And, oh, God. This is just brutal. It is ugly. Morelli got in there, was, thro was throwing to Gruden, who was turtled in the corner. Coward. And, okay. I know there are Wilkes-Barre people who are out there who say that Eddie should have gotten five and a bye, which he did. That, that was warranted. Gruden got a five and a bye. Should there have been an added two minutes? I don't know. I don't know. Was Eddie right in beating the tar out of Sunquist? Probably not. But, you know, and I know, and I know, Wilkes-Barre Chair, if you're listening to this, hi, how you doing? Look, it's the moment. He Maybe he thought... Sunquist was the guy that did it and teed off on him. Was he right? No. But in the words of the great philosopher Chris Rock, I ain't saying he's right. I'm saying I understand. Heat of the moment, maybe he thought Sunquist did it and just teed off. Again, it ain't right, but I understand. In a way. So, it's 5-5. Five and five. 
that's it. And the Bears are just still just really still dominating this game. And Wilkes-Barre can't really get out of their own way. This is the Wilkes-Barre we've known all season. They try to clear the puck out of the zone. Can't do it. Tobias Geiser keeps it in the zone. Skates in the slot. Crossover to Kessie. Shoots. Scores! Kale Kessie! How about that, Mr. Wilkes-Barre? And it's 5-2 Hershey. And one of the guys shoved Kessie as he celebrated because Kessie, yeah, kind of threw up his arms and inadvertently hit a Wilkes-Barre guy. It was a mistake. Guy shoves him. Kessie's like, ah, come here, you come on, and just gives him a little hug, Noogie. Shoves him off, and they skate off down the line. You want to get back at the Bears, score more goals. Ah! 5-2 Hershey. Alexander Alexiev gets a stupid delay of game penalty with three minutes left. Wilkes-Barre going to try and get back in this. But Snively, once again, picks off a pass near the Bears bench. Slides it down the empty net. Scores! Short-handed twice. Two goals for Snively. His home point streak is up to 13 games. And say it with me again, boys and girls. As Cousin John Walton has said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre. Bears win it 6-2 the final. A great 40 minutes of hockey. Now, the cynic in me would say, well, the Bears played 40 minutes of hockey and got away with it. And technically, they kind of did. They kind of did. They had a bad first period. Wilkes-Barre took it to them. Looked like a team that had played four and five and decided to go all out in 20 minutes. It's just 20 minutes just wasn't really enough. And with Hershey, once you get the floodgates going, it didn't really stop against this team. That makes the Bears 8-1 against Wilkes-Barre this season. We'll have three more goes at them, and they are spread out over the last few months. So, well done for Hershey and all them. We also had news break yesterday on Wednesday. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. That um, uh, Vela had earned a contract for the rest of the season. And Ryan Domoski had been sent back down to South Carolina. He was released from his PTO. Now, had Domoski played well in December? Yes. We all know the five-game goal streak that he had. But after that, his promotion just kind of went... Just really sank. And if the Bears are going to start getting guys back within the next few weeks, and somebody's got to go. And if you look at everyone as of recently, Domoski's the last man out. And sorry, sorry, man. South Carolina will use you. And they did use him on Wednesday night. So, Domoski, thank you so long, and thanks for all the fish. So, the Bears, you know, are going to play this weekend, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But there have just been rumors and innuendo speaking around the hockey world this week of, well, Marc-Andre Fleury has been reported taken an interest by the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Because we all know Capitals need goaltending right now. 
So, allow me to give you my response to this. It's going to be an overreaction because, well, that's what I do. But I'm going to channel Dewey from the new DuckTales. Stay with me on this. And here's my reaction to this when I heard this rumor come across hockey Twitter at about Tuesday. Oh, it looks like the Capitals are interested in Marc-Andre Fleury. Why? Why, Capitals? Why? 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 Why, Capitals? Why? Why are we doing this? Why? And, yeah, I have a few uh, Capitals people that follow me. Hello, Pizzas Here podcast. Who all saw this as a troll opportunity and started posting pictures. You know, you have the goalie headshots and you had Flurry in a Capitals uniform, and it's disgusting. It is. Okay, okay, let's just think about this for a second. Let's just, okay, okay, Washington. Let me show the odds here, Sparky. Okay, what is your problem right now? You will say goaltending, and I heard this from our new Washington podcast, The Minute, the Minute Cast, just recently added. We now have three Washington Capitals podcasts, but okay. But thinks that Samsonov is past his expiration date, that he hasn't developed into the goalie that the Capitals thought he could be. And so you have taken a shining toward Vitek, you like him, but you want to bring in a veteran goalie to kind of help solidify that spot instead of rolling the dice every two nights. And I don't, that's not your issue right now. Your issue is scoring. Your issue is bottom six scoring. You've developed an unhealthy hatred for Carl Hagelin. Well, not unhealthy. I mean, he really hasn't produced. You have bottom six free agent signings that just haven't gone anywhere the past couple years. Hagelin, Dow, maybe Hathaway a little bit. And you have robust young players that you were being forced to use earlier in the season, which, oh, by the way, was working, Alexi Protas, Connor McMichael, Mike Scarbosa, uh, Beck Malenstein, just to say a few, which, by the way, if you want Connor to have playing time, send him down to us. But we might lose Joe Snively. A fair trade. Snively's been playing well. But that's where your problem is. And you're getting older. Look at your defense. Jansen, Kempney, older guys that you've had. Your bottom six guys are all on their 30s, maybe a little bit on the wrong side. Oshie ain't getting younger. He hasn't stayed healthy this year. Yes, you're going to get Anthony Mothman back around playoff time. When you make it that, no, 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 don't play their game. Don't play their game. So maybe that is your issue. Is middle six, bottom six scoring, and you're older. Goaltending is not. And I do like how some Washington Capitals are coming around to my side of things. Because I was branded a hater when I said, Sammy's ATV issues, that doesn't show maturity. Ah, oh, dude, he's just enjoying his time in isolation. Let him go. Gets busted with the whole COVID stuff. Boys will be boys. Russians will hang out together. In the hotel room, you know, that wasn't really him. Let him develop, bro. His numbers aren't that great last year. Bro, it's a shortened season, bro. you got to let him develop. Vitek's not any better, bro. 
and now they're coming around to that maybe this guy might not be the healthiest of options. But here in Hershey, you have Zach Fucali, who you signed to a two-year deal. You also have Phoenix Copley. Yeah, he's reaching 30, but there's a technically AHL veteran or a guy you could put stock into. There's your goaltending if you need it. You do not need Marc-Andre Fleury. And, lest we not forget, Capitals, yes, I'm a Yinzer. I know why you're doing this. I know why you're doing this. It's the same reason you signed Matt Niskanen, Brooks Orpik, Justin Schultz, and Daniel Sprong. Because they're former Penguins, and you're doing it for the lols. You're doing this like, oh, watch, I'm going to go go date my exes, ex's friend. That's going to get him upset. You signed Justin Schultz after he had his best two years with Pittsburgh, and it hasn't panned out the way you want it because, well, the guy can't stay healthy. Edmonton and Pittsburgh could have told you that. It, it, it seems like a troll job more than filling a need. And I like how friend of the podcast, Hockey Troll, how you doing, said that, um, ugh, sorry, sorry, I need to regroup. Breathe. Okay. I did like how he threw out a trade idea for Holtby the, the previous night. It was, it was, we get Holtby and Kling, Klingberg. We send a Sprong, a first rounder, and one more. I forget who, in all honesty. Um, but also, Dallas retains 50% of the of Hopi's salary. This, I would not have a problem with. Besides, I love it when we do stuff like this when trades actually seem recent. Bill Simmons was great at doing this at the NBA. And you'd bring back Hopi for a year or two. Yeah, you can relive the memes. The memes come back to DC. But Hopi, people love him, knows the system. Maybe he looks at VTech and goes, yeah, I can do something with him. Yeah, I can help him out. Maybe do what Lundquist was not able to do. You're bringing Klingberg on the defense. It, now, that creates a problem on the defense, and we'll get to that in a second. And you only pay 50% of the salary, which, oh, by the way, fans don't really want to admit, is, oh, you, have, you don't have a lot of cap room to play with. Oh, that's right. Haglin got sent off to, um, to, uh, to Dallas. And I know people are saying that Haglin or Doubt, one of them needs to go. And I kind of agree with that. Because, I'm sorry, you're not producing, and you're a cap hit. Go. I don't care how much Caps fans love Hags, per se. I don't care. I'm not invested in it as much as they are down there. And saying this as an outsider point. But these are needs that you are actually filling. Not signing Mark andre Fleury... Just to troll Pens fans. And am I getting a little worked up over this? Probably. Probably so. But I don't think signing Marc-Andre Fleury is what the Capitals need. Well, you're okay with signing Holtby. Holtby knows the team and the system better. And that could be a way to help out VTech along a little bit. And, you know maybe help out the farm club as well because we still got Hunter Shepard 
and Bernard as well. So, you know, yes, I got worked up over Marc-Andre Fleury going to the Capitals because it's another big free agency signing that the Capitals are doing for the lulls and the troll jobs. Holpe, I'd be fine with. I would absolutely be fine with because Dallas is going to look to sell. Yes, Chicago is going to sell at the trade deadline as well. But Marc-Andre Fleury, that ain't it. And we've heard from the internal camp that Fleury, <laughs> he's not hes not really interested in joining the Capitals. I wouldn't blame him. It'd be like Marc-Andre Fleury going to Philadelphia. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I need a drink. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. That. Oh, God, it's not even fun to say. Oh, God. It's not even fun to say. Pooey! Yeah. Speaking of the Flyers as well, as we kind of take a look at the NHL as well, uh, the Claude Giroux has been given the blessing of the Flyers to go pursuit of a trade. And the Flyers in the tailspin, Dante's ninth circle of a season that they are having, have said everybody's on the table and they're going to start selling. <laughs> I wonder if Iron Man Keith Yandel is going to be up for grabs or not. I want, and Carter Hart is even on the table. What? Him? You're, you're, you're going to give up Carter Hart as well? Okay. That's a bit much. That's a bit much, but leave it up to Philly to do something stupid in desperation. Not like they haven't done that before. I'm sorry. Am I saying this out loud? Uh, yes, I am. So, um, you know, you know what? I'm not going to do a lot of the, you know what? Should we? This has been a little bit longer than usual. The Marc-Andre Fleury rant took a little bit longer than what I wanted to do. Uh, the Friday face-off and Bears fans. There are only four teams remain in the National Football League playoffs. And that means only four more teams for you, you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the National Football League is counting down to Super Bowl 56 New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team gets a win this Sunday. DraftKings Sport, Sportsbooks, not a new customer. You can experience conference championship same game parlays on DraftKings Sportsbook. Combine multiple bets on the same game for a bigger payout. More legs means more money that you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw whenever you want. Dra download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN on 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 rage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, everyone. This episode's kind of not gone the way I wanted to. But, hey, that's what happens in podcasting sometimes. So, we're not going to do our traditional um, Friday face-off where I run down every single game. I like to try and keep this episode a little bit shorter compared to what I usually do. 
So I am going to run down some predictions for this weekend. We're not going to have the intro. We're not going to have the Hargle Bargle. Let's just get right into it to close out this week. So our mandatory pick for Friday is the Rockford Ice Hogs versus the Milwaukee Admirals. 7 o'clock start there in Milwaukee. Uh, yuck. This is dumpster diving if I've ever seen it. Um, I will take, uh, you know, nothing of these two teams. When in doubt, take the home team. Give me Milwaukee. Laval versus Texas. Texas is awful. Laval's traveling over states, over lines, to one of the most restricted spots in North America, to one of the more looser ones. Looser COVID stuff here in the U.S. Oh, boy, is this play that way? South correctly. Anyway, Laval versus Texas. Texas kind of sucks. Laval's decent. That's a lot of travel. I'll, I'll close my eyes and take Laval. We go to Sunday. The Bears pick Bridgeport versus Hershey. I will take Hershey. I probably should know better, but I will take Hershey in that one. Charlotte travels up to take on the Syracuse Crunch. Oof, dog, that's a fun matchup. Uh, oof. Uh, Syracuse is tough at home. Charlotte's a decent team. I'm going to close my eyes and take Charlotte. I sense we're going to have a lot of difference with the boys on this one. And uh, Providence versus Springfield. Oh, God. I'm taking Providence. I'm, I'm, I'm not downing them. I, I They're the better team in the division as well. We go to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hershey versus Lehigh. And I'm going contrarian. Give me the Phantoms. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, the Bears have lost both their road games this month. And the Phantoms are tough at home. And they're playing well. Prove me wrong, Hershey. Prove me wrong. Abbots Void versus Manitoba. Mama! Mama Manitoba. Abbots Void versus the Moose. I will never go against the Moose. Give me Manitoba. And Utica versus Cleveland. There's only three games on Sunday anyway. Utica versus Cleveland. Give me Utica. Just take Utica and walk away. So sorry if that's not a lot for the Friday face-off this week, everyone. Just trying to keep this podcast short at about 35-ish minutes. A longer podcast is always on Mondays. So thank you to everyone for your times, listens, and downloads. Enjoy this weekend, everyone. We're still in winter, but get out there and enjoy it. And remember, stay positive, test negative. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family 
who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.